Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Red Summer. And I'm Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. How you been doing? <laughs> yeah, yes. Back, episode 35. Wow. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for us. <laughs> you know, every episode is um, an accomplishment, an achievement. Um, and even, and even getting a little, uh, a little, a little press, you know, after we tape this episode, we're going to answer some questions for femme voices. So look forward to that interview coming out. Nice. At some point, that's up to femme voices. (laughs) Right. If they're like, yes, we want to go with it or "Mm, maybe Uh, not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to do our best to answer uh, their questions. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So what is the latest and greatest with you? Oh, I had a fantastic um, experience yesterday. I was on a panel for um, an organization for Muslim youth. So Not I queer Muslim, Muslim youth, but Muslim youth in general? Was. <laughs> well, the organization was for Muslim youth, like M- Muslim youth leadership or something like that. And I'm probably messing it up. I, I, please forgive me. I was so excited to be there. I forgot to like really get the organization down. But um, the group that I spoke to was um, 18 and 24 year old queer Muslim youth. And oh my God. It was amazing <laughs> and i was just so happy to 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 be there and yeah it was the panel was, was it was amazing. it black american based um um islam or general both was, wow yeah. and the the panel right before mine was addressing um anti-blackness in islam <sighs> let's talk right? about it yeah. <laughs> right? and then um ours was you know for uh queer Muslim lesbians. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, oh, so or specifically le- queer lesbians. Muslim yeah. lesbians. All right. So, so there were no boys. It was mostly uh, lesbians. On the panel, or... it was all women. Okay, all right. So mm-hmm. you got to tell me. But it was, was everybody like? in the room. It was so oh oh good. Like so everything that we thought that we would have needed, like <laughs> the conversations <laughs> that we would have wanted to have, especially um, as young like budding professionals, mm-hmm. we got to talk about like. Um, sexuality and, and, and identity in the workplace and like, oh gosh. Okay. So a lot of people were talking about working in the nonprofit industry and things like that, because that's just kind of the work that we end up doing a lot of times. <laughs> um, but versus like the, the creatives that were on the panel and um, the like people who worked in politics, cause we're here in DC. Like, so it was a lot that, um, that got covered in that time. i was stuck in traffic and got there like a little late and still was so full still from popping. everything yeah that w- that I got when I was there so it was amazing oh my gosh like you know so <laughs> what if you can remember like what were some of the things that you know these queer muslim youth like what are some of their challenges did they say are, are their challenges yeah so Being, and they and they identify as queer and muslim right yes yeah. Because some people, you know, you're raised Muslim, but you may not identify as Muslim anymore. But, yeah. So mm-hmm. everyone um, was talking about their Muslim identity. I don't know if okay. they currently practice. Um, yeah. But one woman talked about like her um, 
family's reaction to her like wanting to have tattoos, right? <laughs> so that that was the first thing that like just started right, to the ball rolling, right? All right, stop. Cause I really want to hear, but that's like like I still to this day you don't have no tattoos, right? I don't. I don't either. I can't. You know, I, I know. I'm not going to say that I can't, but I, I really to, want I really to. I have. Yep. I, I have a vision for my first tattoo. It might be a bit ambitious, you know, especially for someone, you know, I'm sensitive to begin with. So, you know, I don't even know if I can even take a needle. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but that's one of the things that I was kind of raised with as far as, if you will, artificially marking your body. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I personally think differently, intellectually, I think differently about tattoos now. But, but since I was raised around this concept, I just haven't had an opportunity or or a strong enough will to get a tattoo of my own. Right. So where did the conversation go with that jump off? Um, well, and it was question and answer. So we went a lot of the places. The the youth led like a lot of the, the part where I was, like it was introductions mm. and all of that. But then it went right into question and answer. And so they asked about like, they told some of their experiences, like coming into the workplaces, interns and that kind of stuff um, and people's reactions to them. And we just kind of gifted them with our perspective as um, the elders in the room <laughs> at that point um, of how to to navigate those things, you know, and we we had to be very honest because like some of us haven't spoken to our parents in, in years, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I just really reestablished my relationship with my dad um, on a, a tangible kind of level. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we just talked about those experiences and there were tears and there were, you know, you know, high fives and there was a little cussing. Like, mm. <laughs> like, but it was so good. Like I hadn't been in a space like that since I went to the Al-Fatiha meeting in 2005. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2005. Five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 19. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> put that in perspective for you. Yeah. So I'm so, so excited and, and so thankful for Sister Arouge who invited me to, to participate. And they even said like, oh, I, we listened to your show. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, like, there were some folks on our Instagram that was like, so where y'all at now? Y'all right. okay? <laughs> your auntie's okay. I'm like, we okay, y'all. We just she not <laughs> living and shit. Um, <laughs> so you know, I was like, oh man, they putting the fire in their ass. Like we gotta make sure we on point. We're getting consistent, right? <laughs> Try, yeah, you know, because we was getting consistent. Then it was like, oh okay, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but that's that is so beautiful. I mean, I wish I would love to attend something like that, you know, yeah. or be a part of something like that, you know. Cause we've been trying to solicit you know, queer Muslim youth on this show mm -hmm. <laughs> to send us letters since like its inception. But, um, <laughs> and one day that'll happen. One day. <laughs> one <Absolutely>. day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but we, we are the chicks you might want to talk to if you do have questions regarding that, if you are uh, identified as a Muslim queer youth anyway. Mm -hmm. Where would they you send know? those letters? Oh, they would send those letters <laughs> to your gay aunties at gmail.com. Not your, but your. Y.A. <laughs> gay aunties. <laughs> Everything else spelled as it should be uh, at gmail.com. You also can DM us at uh, your gay aunties on Instagram as well. Um, but even if you're not um, a Muslim queer youth and you're just a queer youth um, and youth is a broad term mm -hmm. for us, youth is 
anyone under 35. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you're 38. Oh, baby. Baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone like 10 years and change our senior, like once, like, can I kind of see every 10 years is a solid generation or at least going into mm -hmm. another generation? Um, or no, no, that's maybe it's not even a generational thing. It's more of, I mean, I'm sure people in the fifties and sixties, like the forties was something different than my fifties and the thirties yeah. was something different than my forties and the twenties, you know, so everyone needs support and advice, um, along now, you know, as you truck along in life from those who are older than you, cause they just went down that path already for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so that's, that's great. So yes. what, what's been um, going on with you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> a lot. Um, and it's also, this is also in part the reasons why I, I had to be MIA for a couple, MIA for a couple of uh, weeks was I have been in the process of moving my mom here down to Atlanta. I might've mentioned it yeah. earlier mm -hmm. at some point, but you know, we literally started searching, found in fully closed a house within a month's time and nice. remotely I might add yes so anyone who has who has closed on a house you know they were like you did what in what time mm -hmm. yeah you know, so <laughs> so it was a hurricane and on top of that my mom's a senior too so there was a lot of support that was needed and just making sure you know all the t's were crossed and the i's were dotted but we did it we closed this past friday yeah you know she also well we closed her house um in pennsylvania and closed slash opened, if you will, her house mm -hmm. <laughs> um, down here in, in Atlanta and and also, f you know, flew. So we did all this in the same day, you know, so I was wow. like, you know, I had to sign for her up here. It was crazy. But um, and so now she's here and she's staying with me right now. Oh, because the house is empty. So we just <laughs> ordered her bed and her stuff is not um, her stuff from up in PA is not going to be here for like another week of shit two weeks oh did you, you know, do like the truck thing yeah the truck thing mm -hmm. you know um getting her car down so it's still like she, i feel like she's she's still in the process of moving but meanwhile she here yeah in my little <laughs> studio apartment just <laughs> me and my mama <laughs> i'm recording this recording in the closet the as closet. we speak <laughs> i knew it i'm in here back in the closet with me and my mama <laughs> <laughs> but all jokes is all jokes I was aside. Do the us voice. Wow. <laughs> oh God! Wait, don't tell me nothing about us because I haven't seen it yet. Me and me are going to go see it on no. Tuesday. I've been busy, bitch. I take care of my mama. So. <laughs> That's true. Okay, you get a. Pass. So no, no, we are on a mission to see a Tuesday because I, I couldn't even watch like I usually watch the I listen to the read every week and mm -hmm. they were going in. I was like, y'all about to. They already spoiled some of it for me because I had no idea where the actual the you know movie goes. Go. Like yeah, like mm -hmm. where, you know I just have an idea. I was thinking it was some like double consciousness mm -hmm. black thing, and now I'm hearing it's it's even larger and more deeper than that. Oh, so I'm yes. like, okay, yeah. So don't tell me nothing. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. We could have totally talked about it, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I did not see it. Yet. <laughs> Okay. But it's, it is me and my mama, us. Mm, the original us. The original us. Well, us. <laughs> okay. You know, because most for y'all is you. It was you and your mama. Maybe mm -hmm. some siblings, but for me, it's me and my mama. So the original us is in the house together. 
surviving us. (laughs) But no, but aside from all that aside, it's been really a beautiful experience just seeing my mom is happy as pie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is the exciting, you know, being in her new spot and trying to figure out what she's going to do and decorate it. Like just that oh. those, fir- you know, your new home g- giddies and giggles and yeah. all that. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy for her. And as a daughter, you know, this is something that, you know, I've been wanting to retire my mom for um, a good minute and really haven't been able to. Um, and really the main reason um, at the end of the day, what it wound up being is that, you know, she always had the means to retire, but she was living up north and that money was just being used to suck up everything. Yeah. You know, um, and down here, when we did the math, I was like, mommy, look, look how much discretionary income you now have after mm-hmm. you pay all of your baseline mortgage, gas, food, whatever. Yeah. You know? And. I'm, you know, so that I'm really happy about that. She can literally start thinking differently about her life, who she is. You know, again, we, this is back to a conversation we had earlier, at, you know, shit, a little bit of last week was, you know, the different phases you go through, you know, in life. And retirement is a whole different phase because you are in one mode for the bulk of your life. And now you're in this other mode. Yeah. You know, unless you've been fortunate enough to, like, not really have to work during your life. Which oh, is life few of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when you have all this free time and money to support yourself in this free time, what do you do? Yeah. And so that's the questions. I mean, that's a fun question to ask, but it also is a journey. So I'm, you know, I'm here to support her in that journey. And so, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, been my mom this... retired. Yeah. All my kids got really, really chunky because she started <laughs> baking. <laughs> That's probably when I started to get a little chunky too. I have to think about that. <laughs> I have to think about that. But the children more so. <laughs> they went from these little tiny children to some big old chunky children. Because we making cookies and cakes and everything every day. It was always, oh and she called them a two pound cake. <laughs> so, yes, Maybe. I know. <laughs> Maybe you got me, gave me an idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to push this on my mom, but maybe she might be into baking bean pies. Ooh. I know, mad random. And it's probably some of you out there like, bean pies? What's a bean pie? Oh. Um, but I have been, because I have been like literally hunting, hunting down like NOI dudes trying to find NOI, National Nation of Islam, dudes who sell them damn bean pies because there's no set place to buy a bean pie in in, in America, in Atlanta. Um, Yeah, you know the corners to go to in different... I thought I did. I thought right right on um, Lowry, like that little nook, like like near the Martyr on West West Mm -hmm. End and that Lowry thing where there's like a KFC, a Popeye's, whatever. But, you know, and those are usually the two spots. And I have been going there religiously for the past few days. I can't find me a brother to save my life to get a damn beeper. Right. So the mosque is out um, in the suburbs. It's not in the city. Oh, so there's a black Muslim mosque. Where we're in the suburb? Yeah, um, I'll I'll find it. I can't I can't call. Oh, it I can right Google out. it. Maybe yeah. I can I can Google it. Mm-hmm. All right, because I've I've passed by a couple of mosques. I didn't know if they were black Muslim, and it had to be black Muslim mosques to, to have the bean pie. Yeah, you know, because regular Muslims don't get them if they in them boxes. The boxes is not the Fuck right. They gotta have a wrap. Just a wrap. Get wrap. Yeah, no label. 
That's it. Saran <laughs> wrap, no label. <laughs> Fuck all the bullshit. Yeah. I even I and, and when I like when I Google Bean Pie Atlanta, like some white bakeries popped up. I was like, oh hell to the knock. Wow. And then when and then when I and when I when I called them, they didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, of course you did. I got desperate. I got desperate. Right. I did. I was like, maybe they got it right, you know. Mm. But um no. No, so 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 yes, yeah, so maybe I give my mama to make us some bean pies. That would be amazing. You know what I'm saying? That would you be know. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see my ooh, I hadn't had a good bean pie. Face <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. And listen, girl, I'm on a mission. I've already turned Ada out, Ada's roommate Taya out. Um, yes. I, I think I turned Mia out to bean pies. <laughs> Yeah, and and Mia's like, I'm gonna take bean pies over sweet potato pie now. I'm yeah. telling you, bean pies are better than sweet potato pie. Much, and I don't know like what a pumpkin pie is, but don't eat that. Just eat a bean pie. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten a pumpkin pie every now and then. You know, I've 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 showed my white side. You know, my recessive genes have come out. But it's <laughs> but bean pie. Let me tell you. Let's just go on a bean pie tangent real quick. All mm-hmm. right, and maybe we can attract some young queer Muslim youth to. <laughs> But also, I want to turn out one listener at a time. If you are in a city that has black Muslims, so we had we define black Muslims as the nation of Islam. The nation, you know, mm-hmm. th- those essentially are like your typical black. Now, I wasn't raised in a nation; red was to an extent, mm-hmm. but I, I was raised quote unquote orthodox. But I still have access to bean pies because my father bodyguarded. Farrakhan at some point, another story, mm-hmm. but he was in the nation. Most people who are, are black Muslims who are Orthodox now at some point was in the nation. Mm-hmm. So if you was a kid, you was raised on bee pies, yeah. right? Um, let me tell you people, I'm going to go on my pontification real quick and then Red can go on hers. Okay. If you have never, ever, ever <laughs> tasted a bean pie and you want some idea that maybe it's savory because it's beans. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I will bet anyone out there and you have to videotape yourself doing it. I'm putting out a challenge because it's coming to mind. <laughs> the bean pie challenge. <laughs> the bean pie challenge. All right. If you are in a city that has Nation of Islam, you know, the, the dudes that like sell the final call on the corner and everything. Mm-hmm. If you're even lucky where you actually have a black Muslim like mosque that sells bean pies, do yourself a favor, go in there and buy a bean pie and then get your grandma, whoever, wherever you feel your best sauce for a sweet potato pie is, get that, videotape yourself tasting each one and i want to see the truth mm-hmm. if you choose sweet potato pie over bean pies i ain't gonna give you shit but because <laughs> <laughs> i you know what i'm saying i ain't trying you know pay your rent on some you know but but i'm down to bet i'm down to bet mm-hmm. that you will choose bean pie over classic sweet potato pie mm-hmm. oh because with the the crust and the and the cinnamon and the mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. and that, the Girl, layers to what it, the la- mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it's like i can't even describe the taste because there is no taste like it yeah like that's true i don't know or even texture uh maybe pecan pie without the pecans but no it's like yeah, it's even different from that it's yeah yeah um but 
so we can't really describe it to you, but we do challenge you. And but you know what? If you put the challenge up, no matter how you choose, mm-hmm. if you put your little less than a minute challenge of less than a minute video of you eating both slices of pie mm-hmm. or a bite from each pie, and your your honest to God reaction, we'll put it on your gay aunties. Yeah, we'll just just send us a link <laughs> or DM us the video, or whatever, and we'll just repost it. Um, Amazing, because we're trying to turn y'all out. We're trying yeah. to let y'all know, you know. And quick, quick history on the bean pies, where bean pies came up. Actually, it was it was Elijah Muhammad's idea because mm-hmm. he wanted a quote unquote healthier alternative to sweet potato pie for yeah. Black Americans. Now, honestly, I don't even know how more healthy a bean pie is because I eat more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat a pie. That's I will eat true. a whole fucking pie by myself. That's that's true. For real. No, and so I was around. Um, pretty like high ranking in the nation when the bean ice cream came out excuse me (laughs) vanilla bean ice cream (laughs) so we would have like the bean pie with the the like whole organic like vanilla bean ice cream baby regular vanilla i didn't know that they came out with a bean pie uh, i mean a bean vanilla what yeah yeah that thing was crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to see you want to see a bunch of Muslims be, um go from reserved to unreserved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put some bean pie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> out on the table and it's dessert before dinner. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying I know we going on on. You're like, okay, y'all. Bean pie, bean pie. But but we, I'm serious for that challenge, though. So hit us off if uh, some of y'all want to put yourself up to the challenge of the bean pie versus sweet potato pie. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the other things going on um, this week, neither one of us watched it, but we do. <laughs> we still <laughs> have, have a thing about it. We have The Image Awards was the other day, and... Um, you know, everyone was waiting for because Jesse Smollett was, um, you know, nominated okay. for supporting actor. You know, you know they weren't gonna give him nothing, right? <laughs> <But> <laughs> and it was rumored that he might have been, uh, he might have was, he was going to show up because they said he was on a plane to L.A. that day. Mm. But um, he ain't show his ass up, you know, you know. And so now here's the thing I want to talk about real quick. I was reading. Um, the uh so the NAACP the NAACP was like no Jesse Smollett jokes right oh, <laughs> oh. But, Chris, but Chris but Chris Rock was hosting oh wow and he was saying some shit I read about this he was like what a waste of light skin. <laughs> Are you like all that curly hair? (laughs) Do you know where I would be in my career if I was last? (laughs) So funny. I was watching Eve's Bayou yesterday. And I was like, is that Jesse that played (gasps) the little brother? Really? I I don't know. I was. Now you got me curious. Jesse, smell it. (laughs) Eve's Bayou, right? Hold on. Yeah. Let's see. I love your heart tapping (laughs) sounds. Oh, <laughs> tapping it, tapping it tight. <laughs> um, I don't think so. It don't okay. look like him. I'm looking at the little brother. Yeah. Oh wait, wait a minute. May have seen Journey. And... Wait. Uh, uh, where's the damn little picture of the little brother? 
Oh, wait. Okay, oh, you know what? It wasn't Jesse. It was their other brother, Jake. Oh, okay. Oh, they. Oh, the smaller family is, is more than one actor. Yeah, in the it's like five oh, or six okay. of them. Oh, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. So that he didn't just mess up his name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like other... they had a show together, like the whole family. But yeah, it wasn't Jesse. It was Jake. Oh well. It's like he kind of shitted on their family name a little bit. Like, I mean, I'm not to say that the rest of the family who are actors are going to be like blackballed, but I don't know. It just makes it weird for them, you know, because it's a hustle acting and he's the one that kind of broke through. Yeah. You know, Journey's doing great. Wait, hold on. Who the hell is Journey? Journey Smollett. She, um. Damn, I didn't know this whole family was that famous. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Look, now I'm going to make up all of her shows. All right, you said Journey. Oh yeah. They, oh, I see. Then they all spell their names differently. Mm-hmm. Their fan, their parents was on some. Oh, new she Negro was on shit. Underground. Oh, she was on East Bayou. Yeah. Oh, and she was on East Bayou too. She yeah. was a little girl. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was his sister. Mm-hmm. Oh snap. Okay. Well, maybe she. Yeah, she could probably bounce back. Aside from his madness, so because she's a little bit well, I don't know who's more famous, but she's been around longer. I feel like she's she was, but Empire like blew up in a you know, I guess our version of a cult classic way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was also on Underground too. Mm-hmm. Great debate, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. So, all right, you know, they'll survive. They'll survive. Yeah. And not for nothing, he'll survive too. I, I'll put any amount of money on it that um, just give it. He needs enough time for us to not forget, but it's almost like if Rob Lowe <laughs> can survive. Because <laughs> this yeah. was pretty bad. He was out of commission for, how long was he out of commission? Like for 10 I years? I don't or, even know. <laughs> and then he slowly came back. It was enough time where people just really either forgot or didn't give a shit no more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he took a little role, a humble role, and just kind of eased. But he was also a bigger star than him. But, um, so yeah, so uh, you know, uh, honestly, I wish I wish him best. You know, I just think he's a young cat that made a stupid decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and but in public. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, here's a here's the thing. The thing with have you heard the thing about the white face? With no. Jesse Smollett. So, their uh, uh, the lawyer, his lawyer, because they exonerated him, right? Mm-hmm. Or the charges were dismissed. You know, doesn't mean he wasn't involved, but they the police couldn't prove anything. They didn't have a burden of proof, right? Mm-hmm. And um. So his lawyer was like, um, so the Nigerians, you know, they actually had white face on, right? And she said, and so he misconstrued that they was actually like, you know, whatever, white boys, magatypes. And I'm like, Nigerians with white face. And so she said to prove this, she showed a picture of them earlier with like, I think he had white face, like a joker, like he had a costume on. And I'm like, first of all, that's not, white well not believable white face well black face yeah. ain't believable either but <laughs> you know but ain't no negro ain't nobody gonna mistake right some black dude with black features with just white paint on his face as a honky that ain't gonna happen well now too i don't care if you're drunk and, and, and dead night <laughs> right uh, <laughs> the first thing I thought about was, you know, in churches where they do um, the miming. <laughs> but that's even a black thing. That ain't yeah. no, they don't do that in white churches. Right. Okay. So, so where's the mistaken identity happening? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just I like, have to look into that. I don't even know what's what's what. Like you got your lawyer, you got more people in on this lie, nigga. Like stop it, just stop it, stop it, stop lying, stop lying, just stop it. Then then we can begin to really understand and forgive. But you just keep, you just really trying to, you really trying, you know? Yeah. It's like even you know what, man? Like even if at the end of the day, for some reason, we do find out he was innocent. I'm just over with the yo-yo, with the yin-yang, with the being tossed around. You know, I believe you. I don't believe you. I believe you. I don't believe you. I believe you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, All right, so what happened? <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, do I care anymore? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, oh. so he ain't, he ain't show up at that as ABC's awards and NAACP awards, so. Right. So we missed the, the fanfare of it all. I'm sure everybody was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And mostly Black Panther. <laughs> it was between basically Black Panther uh -huh. um, for an outstanding movie. Yeah, Black Panther, Black-ish, and um, won the bulk of the awards. And well, yeah, that's it. Basically, Black Panther and Black-ish, and Empire and Power won a couple of more. Um, it, but some of it I didn't even agree with. Like even with like okay, like outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, um, Jesse Williams. I'm like, first of all, isn't Grey's Anatomy over one? <laughs> Two, because it was a great anatomy. It's right. over one. I, is it over? Um, listen, I did a binge on Grey's Anatomy from first season to the fourteenth, and it ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's still on TV, I ain't heard a, a, a peep. Gotcha. So I'm like, okay. And he beat out Joe Morton from Scandal, even though Scandal ended too. I mean, but Joe Morton mm, was that Papa Pope? <laughs> yes, that was Papa Pope. I'm like, yeah. how you gonna beat that nigga out? He even beat homeboy out Wendell Park Pierce. You know, she. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you know, like the Bobby Brown story won over seven seconds. Jesus Christ Superstar, the Simone Biles. I didn't even know that was a. And behind the movement, I don't know. I don't know, but he's the greatest. Uh, okay. And then, like, this movie, Outstanding Actor in a Television Movie, Limited Series, or Dramatic Special, Fahrenheit 451, Michael B. Jordan. Um, over. Like <laughs> neither have I. Have you? Yeah, neither. Like, so, there's a lot of, you know, listen, you know, as much work as we... Oh, and I did appreciate that uh, Red Table Talk won, like, a best talk show or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not even on TV. That's on Facebook Watch. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, Lynn Winfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one for, for Greenleaf. Uh, yeah. Greenleaf. Yeah. She deserved that one. She deserved that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's mostly Panther and um, what's the who's It's in Blackish. Blackish was winning out the wazoo. Nice. You know, so um, good for now. And if Bill Street could talk. Yes. Looking at that one. Yes, because that was just, I, I felt that should have won more because, I mean, I don't know what categories, but that was just, mm -hmm. that was just a bomb. But okay. I'll put money on it that next year, it's going to be all about us, literally. All about us? us We're going to win? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Black Panther was the number one movie in America, and oh, now yeah. us is the number one movie in America. So you know that's a big thing for then you know the Image Awards. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> doing things. But yeah, this is yo Black Panther all the way down for the most part, and a lot of shit. You know, which nice. you know whatever it is, what it is. But you know, come on, y'all, the movie's well out the theaters. Um, 
And that it and it, it came out. Black Panther came out last year, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it ain't like it's two years. Y'all still running this Black Panther shit. Come on, yo. <laughs> you know, I know we proud of our people, but you know, if you're going. Well, do it. yeah, it had to get it had to get its awards. I I agree with that. Like Black mm-hmm. Panther was was major <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but you know, we didn't watch it. You know, because I really don't have TV, so I, it's hard for me to watch things live. I gotta wait for it to come on Hulu the next day or. Something like that, you know, and even with Hulu, Hulu's getting on my nerves. I'm like, why am I giving y'all money again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because whatever. But, <laughs> um, well, I see one area. This is what? one that's, I don't know. It, it was controversial for a minute. I still have what? a little bit of a, a sore spot for it is Bruno Mars. Okay. I saw that too. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Which which I forgot. I'm, I'm going down. I'm trying to forget. Outstanding trying male to artist. Outstanding male artist. It's like Who's I'm on LMI? the page. Okay. Oh, Who's that's Buddha. Oh, Buddha. Buddha. Damn. Oh, okay. All right. Good for her. Good for her. I'm looking for outstanding. Why am I missing? Um, it's right under anyway. LMI. Oh. No. Oh, I'm, I'm missing music video. That's gospel. Let me go up a little more into the more contemporary. Shit. Yeah, so it was like okay, okay, okay. All right, so I'll say the male artist, mm-hmm. Bruno Mars. Um, well, you know, with NWC, you know what? Let me just do it so I don't get tongue tied with the goddamn acronyms. Um, <laughs> the Image Awards has always been has it always been strictly black? No, I, it's a lot of categories that like Crazy Rich Asians was in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, so it's more people of color, but just primarily black. Yeah. But you're having issues with Bruno. Well, what's your issues? So my issue with Bruno, and it's funny, I heard the song yesterday. Um, Cause you're amazing, just the way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at, there was a, a year that I was on Urban Radio Fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just needed a break. So yeah. I was listening to like more um, variety <laughs> of radio when I was in my car. And so I noticed that, like, like this was like when Bruno was first coming out, and his songs were really, really cute. They were so sweet and supportive. And then once he started doing, quote, black music, now he pimping and he's like Morris Day. Is he pimping though? He said <laughs> he used the word. Okay. <laughs> and so. And, so although he's not like to extremes, I you know, I'll give that. But I just feel like I feel with him like I did with Mariah Carey. Remember when she used to make like two different albums? So it'd be one album for, for VH1 and one <laughs> album for BET. Like I like beautiful music, okay? I like sweet <laughs> love music. Can I have I like love sweet. music without it being like Come on, girl, bring your ass in here and lay it down. <laughs> like, I don't. Well, I remember Mariah when she first came out. First of all, some white folks didn't even know she was white, and she was wearing the most god awful frocks. <laughs> Somebody put her in these horrible frocks that it's like, well, you know, you can be white if you want. Yeah. You know, but we as black people knew she was mixed, but a lot of the country didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden she just said, fuck it. And literally, like the next video, she was. She was project out, boy. She was like, mm-hmm. rock, you know. But, okay, here, my thing with Bruno Mars, and this is like, you know, when the whole conversation was happening with him, 
you know, does he have the right to sing R&B? Oh, yes, I think he does. I, yes, I think he does as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think y'all really need to get um, over yourselves. Because I, I, I saw um, it was like a round table or a panel discussion with way too mother, motherfuckers in the room. And they all were like, seemed like they were all under 30 having this conversation about Bruno Mars. Um, a very one-sided conversation for the most part um, of people who young black people um, talking about whether Bruno Mars is can do R and B or rather was it appropriation or not? That was the, that was the, that was the conversation. Whether yes, it, I it remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it was such an annoying conversation for me because it was lacking history. I'm talking about like black history mm-hmm. and they were, it, oh, and what history they were bringing up, it was so hodgepodge. Like it was jumping around history and putting in the context. Like it wasn't, it wasn't cohesive, a cohesive conversation about this. It was just like, here's this light skinned Puerto Rican slash Filipino motherfucker. Um, and he can't be, he can't do R&B. First of all, I'm as someone who was raised on the R&B that he's doing, which is not really today's R&B, mm-hmm. <laughs> but was raised on his r and I'm glad someone's doing it because I don't hear a horn in nobody's song nowhere. Half <laughs> y'all he wasn't even raised on horn sections. Yes. Well, depending you know on where it, you live. Depending on where you live. True, yeah. true. Depending on where you live. You wasn't raised on horn. Yo, give me an R&B song now that use horn sections. I don't horns. know that R&B songs Other than Bruno Mars. actual instruments. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're saying he can't do it, but do you want that music to exist, period? It's like, yes, I would love more black people to do it, but they're not really, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, does he get privileges because he's light-skinned um, and doing this R&B? You know what I mean? I think that's an honest conversation, just how America's set up, but it's not so much on Bruno Mars. I'm like, if he was raised on this kind of music... Okay, so speaking to what you're saying, right, mm-hmm. Red? Yeah. I'm cool... And this is more coming from an artist's perspective. It's like I'm cool on the artist exploring, experimenting. Um, first of all, also at a, at the point that he switched, or not even switched, but decided for this next album that he was going to do this kind of music, he also had better means to do it right. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like before he was twiddling around in the studio, he was kind of making the music on his own. But now we're talking about a full out. 15 member or more band, you know, not even including his background singers. So when I look at a, when I look at big band situations, um, I really have a hard time unless the music is whack, but if the music is good, I'm like, they exist. I'm happy. And I know that big bands are a hard thing to manage. And so it's hard for me to listen to criticism because ain't none of y'all niggas can manage shit. Y'all can't manage a two member band, much less a 20 member band and what it takes to make good music and a good show Mm -hmm. for that ass trying to manage that many people. We're talking about Earth, Wind & Fire type of, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm all for the big band. Whoever's bringing it, please come with it, especially if they're bringing it good. And for me, yes, he may receive some privilege because he's light-skinned, um, but I don't think it equates appropriation. And especially when you look at just the history of, you know, even if, if you just, you know, give him give him that just for the Puerto Rican side because hip-hop ain't just black, niggas, and hip-hop ain't never just been black. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you and if you was taught that, you was taught wrong. So coming from a New Yorker yeah. <laughs> that no, was yeah. alive, <laughs> you know, hip hop has always been black and Latin. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So yes, he has access to that. He has cultural um heritage, you know, access to that music to do what the fuck he wants. Yeah. My question my issue is not like whether he should be able to to make 
the music that he enjoys and uh-huh. loves. Mine is like what black audiences and especially black girls are exposed to, right? Mm. So there's there are very few people who are making music that loves black girls. Like the music mm. loves mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. black girls. And so for you to make music that does not play on black radio, that's loving and affirming and you're beautiful and you're perfect and your eyes, your hair, your smile, blah, 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 you're perfect. And then when you make songs that are going to be on urban radio, then it's like, shake it, shake it, shake it. That's Mm. why I have a problem. So is that so much his issue or or radio's select, you know, programming issue? No, that was my issue with uh, his music is that uh, I was listening to him on other stations. uh But when he started, when I went back to urban stations and started hearing his music on urban stations, then I was like, well, wait a minute. Because the songs you made over there was just like, I love you. I want to marry you. Can I marry you, please? Let me tell you. <laughs> and then when you get to, to black stations, then you were, you were pimping, you a player. And, mm. you know, get on this, this rug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can. Hmm. <laughs> 25 carat. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm trying yes. to think of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of the, you know, um, for me, his music really hasn't, I feel like this is an extension of what he started. So I guess I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt of just as a, I guess I'm really, I'm really just saying he and has a I good like band. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I honestly do. I just, because I was exposed to both sides of it, yeah. For me, it feels like an emotional conflict of like, mm. can you make those other songs that you were making to play on this station too? Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I'm still conflicted around that. Um, Cause I think his music is kind of harmless, even with the new stuff. Like I'm like, it's not really saying, I mean, honestly, the, the one lyric that annoys me the most is, um, was it Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Master, whatever. No, no, that's the other one. Um, <laughs> something where he built up Michelle Pfeiffer, like he's talking about different kinds of women and he talks about Michelle Pfeiffer-like women and then he talks about, uh, I guess, black girls, masterpieces, uh, or get, I don't know what he, you know. Yeah. That little that little lyric thing in there, I'm like, ugh, that, that, it, it kind of gets, ugh, I hate it. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a big fan of those that particular part of the song, but, um, but I also love the horns in that song, so. Yeah. I ain't gonna front. I'll be on some mad rewind when when the on uh a funk you up comes up. Um not funk, what is it called? Yeah, Uptown funk, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, the um the whole horn section thing that's mm-hmm. towards the end. I'll be rewinding it because I've been on stage with horns. Like I love I've seen bands with great horn sections and there's nothing like that. So I'm in my head just imagining being there, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, I ain't look. I ain't sucking this dick. I'm just saying that I don't think it's appropriation. <laughs> oh my god! You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't call me a sellout. I've been here for years. <laughs> I know the porn sections when I hear it in my ear. You know what I mean? Like, it's, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so there were a lot of fantastic nominees. <laughs> 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 Talented and deserving, and then people won. <laughs> uh, who who's this chick? H E R. Her. Her. I she like won her on. Um, What's the song she's saying? Um, she's on the song with Daniel Caesar. 
Um, 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 oh, why can't I remember that song right now? I love that song. Um, don't start me to lie. She went over Janelle Monet. That was the song that dope. It, the song that I'm thinking about is on Daniel Caesar's um, album, but her um, and they did a Tiny Desk together. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me hold on. I'm, I'm putting up her and Caesar. Daniel Caesar, mm -hmm. best part featuring best her. Part. Yes. Ooh, okay, that's let me just good for me. <laughs> I'm listening to it. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds sweet. Yeah. But over Janelle Monet, though, but that's one of the that's one of the few songs that's just like love. It's not about like mm -hmm. sex. It's not about like just the the desire. It's mm. just like you know, if life is a movie, you are the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we ain't had no good love songs like that in a long All time, right? right? All right, so the image was like, this is our image. It's, yes. So it's the point that you gave. That's probably why, be why they gave it to her yeah. instead of Monet's, you know, pussy pants. Because, you know, <laughs> you know. They we, probably we, we, had some problems with the pussy pants. Yeah, you know, image was still on some respectability politics here and there. Yeah. You know, um, but. <laughs> but up against Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. Rhythm Nation? Janet Jackson, Rhythm that? Nation? Okay, listen, I know as black people that we had, you know, we all, you know, sometimes it's slim pickings on the nominations. Yeah. But y'all really going back to Rhythm Nation? <laughs> That's correct. Just to fill in a slot, just to right. have your five nominees. Right. How many, I mean, especially in music, like we all, I could see yeah, maybe film or something, you know, like, you know, we just not revving up a film and TV, but No, there's plenty of black female artists, but I like her. Now, talking about images and all of that daniel caesar okay is canadian i okay. I've heard i don't really really know black canadian or yes. regular so, black canadian okay. yes he's from oshawa canada uh -huh. um, and he came under some internet fire if you will recently about um a post that he did he went live and he was saying that um <laughs> in his Black Canadian view <laughs> <laughs> that part of the problem with race relations is that oh god <laughs> oh god is that we just be so mean to white people <laughs> every time they say something we be telling them to shut up <laughs> oh my just go sit down somewhere like white people oh you mean like how they've treated us for hundreds of years yes white people can't even speak or talk or have no opinion about nothing without us telling them here here's the thing you know why you can't speak because you can't speak like like you literally are not equipped you don't know how to speak on race because you've never had to speak on it or even think about it so you know what word up you can't speak you can't speak for the next hundred years how about that that's your sentence until all you have to do is receive and feel <laughs> Shit. But what about the like the older older white lady who does all the work on race? Um, what's her name? Jane. Well, she could talk, <laughs> but she's done the work. But she but yeah. she but she's done the work though, like the the gut wrenching work as a white person, and she's done the work through teaching other mm -hmm. white people as well. Yeah. So yes, yeah, she can speak. She she you know she has a pardon. <laughs> but the rest of y'all got to shut the fuck up. Like for at least for one whole lifetime, one of y'all lifetime. Mm -hmm. So if you twenty something now, you get you you can't speak for the rest of your life. <laughs> now maybe your grandkids, when they become adults, they can start to speak on on race. But y'all still in listening mode. Y'all got to be in listening mode at least for at least two three generations, at least. 
But am I being unrealistic? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do have just solidified why white people, (laughs) according to Daniel, are supporting Trump because they're tired of being told they can't talk about nothing. Oh, they tired. (laughs) So after one whole year, essentially, or maybe, okay, we'll say two, three, four years, four years, four years. Three Instagram years. Three Instagram (laughs) years of, 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 Shut up, white kid. You can't talk about this. They tired. They tired. I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I just heard this thing on this a a podcast I listened to called um, "Why This Happened." Why this? Why? What happened? What happened? Right. Mm -hmm. Political spot. Right. And they just had this dude on there. He wrote a book called um, "Dying of Whiteness." And it it was about how white people, you know, vote in their um, don't vote in their best interest. Poor white folks don't vote in their best interest. And because literally he has he has made the connection between them not voting in their best interest to their life expectancy lowering. Mm. He said the last time this sort of drop in life expectancy of white people, the last time it dropped this low was during World War One. And it wasn't just because of World War One, because everybody was fighting and dying. It's because there was an epidemic flu during that time, too, that because there's a war going on, spread like wildfire. Yeah. And so the life expectancy went down for white Americans. There was like millions of people who died around. I didn't even notice millions of people who died around the world because of this horrible flu in the war, mm-hmm. you know, and 650,000 of those or so of those people were Americans. You fast forward a whole century. Um, they're getting those same kinds of numbers because of uh, suicide. Because well, because you know they want their guns, mm-hmm. but when shit go down in your poor ass ratchet life, yeah, you got all. You guns. know, there's that gun. Like, oh, I know where to use that. Pow, right? Um, also, of course, the the, the opiate um, epidemic in guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even to the the farmers that still voting for Trump, even though the whole Chinese trade thing has fucked their business up. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, health issues, of course, Medicare, I'm not Medicare, excuse me, um, uh, affordable, the Affordable Care Act mm. and getting rid of that or backing trunk with that. It's like, it's all against their best interest. And for one way or connection or another, the the statistics are in that white folks, in particular white men, are dying off early or, or not living as long because of it. And, and also this, he also said that even the the mental health around not living in a world where you can take your whiteness for granted that that is mm-hmm. something that's such a new concept yeah for a lot of white people poor or rich that yeah. they're not just their their mental health is being affected in their bodies too because because now you see that when you have to deal with this shit 24 7 it doesn't just affect your mental health it also affects your body yeah you know um we ain't doing it to you we're just reacting to you and now you have to deal with that reaction. So, yeah, you know, you know, maybe shutting up will help with your health issues. <laughs> Cause you know, y'all be dying off young and shit. You know, you know, you people, oh. <laughs> y'all ain't really too, you know, healthy and shit. You know, I'm just saying. Oh God. Speaking of that, I really, and like, I feel like I'm all, absolutely all over the place and jumping you all over the place but I just need oh, to well. say like that's what happens when we don't have letters honey <laughs> talking on the health thing like I had to stop myself one day and say why am I eating this this is not even food mm. like, 
<laughs> like I have got to, especially when you, you know, start understanding, like your body is changing when you get to 40 and things are slowing down. <laughs> like I have to eat like real food. I cannot eat this crap and these fillers. And I'm very, very grateful that um, where I work, we have a fantastic organization that works with, you know, bringing food into the schools um, mm. on, you know, in struggling neighborhoods and food deserts and things like that so we have good salads we have all of that kind of stuff um in my building so i'm very very grateful for that but when i don't feel like going down there then the kids be like here you want these chips you want this thing here i brought you a hot pocket you know just whatever and oh god i was like no i cannot do this to myself so especially if you're gonna live in a country that's not gonna give you health (laughs) care Oh, speaking of that, speaking of uh, uh, bills and health, you know, just healthcare in general, um, they just passed in Georgia this fucking heartbeat abortion bill. <gasps> oh, they that passed shit, it. That passed. All, all, all they got to do is Kemp just has to sign it, which he will. You know, um, no one knows how fast it's going to, you know, be enforced. If it's going to be enforced, how well it's going to be enforced. Um, but now at, in Georgia, at least legally, um, doctors can be arrested, patients can be arrested if they have an abortion beyond the, the point where you hear a heartbeat, which is usually around six weeks, which is also usually around the time people you find, find out. out they pregnant. Yeah. That is, that's insane. And also, have you seen the, the counter um, work that's being done? So black women are putting together like a counterbalance <laughs> petition for this act. And they're saying that, okay, if this is what was going to happen, then we need to police penises also. Yeah. <laughs> then we need to enact some legislation on penises and we need to make it illegal for men to be able to access Viagra. We need to pay <laughs> like there's there's a bunch of them. Like I wish I was had had known that we were going to be discussing this quicker and I could have pulled it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it is it's beautiful and it's so needed. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah. What the um the the thing, you know Uh, listen, we we can go on and on, and there've been many conversations around men's attitudes in general um, towards women and that power that they possess to actually create a human being, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just men's history of trying to chip away at that power, whether it's something as small as um, you know, oh, that's my seed. Nah, not really. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and then words like a whole baby is encompassed in your piece of sperm. Like, mm, nah, it's a lot more work than that, honey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the egg that picks the sperm. So you're really just there to create, <laughs> you know, a numbers game, you know, and, and some genes, yes, but you ain't really part of the creating make part of it per se, mm. you know, so, you know, you know, catch yourself. But, um, but then also, you know, with all these laws and trying to control you know, what only a woman can control and really not being able to see where a woman's ability to tr- control her life and what she's able to do, you know, is so important because men have the freedom to 
do whatever and make decisions, take for granted decisions that they make for their life because they have the physical freedom to do it. But once you're pregnant, you have to think about someone else. Men don't necessarily have to. They're not trained to think about if they get a woman pregnant that they got to just shift focus and not just not shift focus like you need to support her. Like, no, literally shift your focus where it's not just about you anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to include in your thoughts this child that's coming. And then when the child's here, like the soul being a parent is so nuanced and it's not about you just paying child support. That's not just being a, I mean, it's it legally bound. It makes you a, a parent because you got to pay child support, but child support ain't it, son. Right. You know, but boys aren't trained to think about that, that the, the weight of the responsibility of having sex and women always had to think about the weight of the responsibility. So, like we can't even get to, especially when you're young and, you know, not really financially independent, the weight of, the fear and anxiety and weight around getting pregnant is huge. Mm -hmm. And then mixing that into actually just wanting to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas men just, or boys just think about, oh, I just want to fuck and don't think about the consequences. Oh, she need to have that. She she got the birth control on pack, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She responsible for that. And if the baby's born, that's on her. But then y'all want to switch it. And it's like, oh, well, you know. Oh, you got a baby. Hey, right? so you, now, now you obligated. <laughs> now you, now you, just you are obligated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then once the baby's here, all these damn Republicans that don't, that want to save the babies and save, you know, give voice to the voiceless, as Kemp puts it, you know, but then you don't want to really hear these babies scream and ask for, you know, because the mother's too young to really take care. So she's trying to figure things out and she's doing what she need to do. So she's adding to the crime population or she's adding to the, to the welfare roles or mm -hmm. she's adding to all the things you think is the ilk of what is, you know, poor, poor communities or black communities or whatever. It's like you love you you love the babies, the unborn, but you hate them once they're here. Right. Yeah. Pick pick what 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 what? Which side are you on? <laughs> Which side are you on, if any? And if it's any. not it's and that's what I I really push people to understand who are really caught up in this like partisan conversation. Like that's not a real thing. <laughs> you cannot put party before like what is actually being done and the effects that it has on people. Like we have to be, we have to think and we have to think beyond just allegiances. Like this is bizarre. Crazy. So now young girls or just women and even families, cause there's some families like, yo, we can't afford another baby. Mm -hmm. So there are the quote unquote legit ultimate family with the mother and the father, you know, and they had an oopsie and they can't afford an oopsie. They can't afford the time. They can't afford the money. They can't afford even the, the stress of having another child. So they, as a family, they're deciding they can't have this child. And now they got to, they got to travel to a whole nother state if they find out on in time. Mm -hmm. See, And then what anyway. risk are you putting women who like can't travel to another state? Um, be putting them up shit's Creek. That's where you putting them, mm -hmm. you know? And so then women will get desperate again. And then here we go. We're going to do a moonwalk right. back into 1960 something, 50 something. Right. Anyway. So I'm just, you know, if you, you know, as queer people, this is still an issue for us because queers are broad spectrum as far as your ability to get pregnant or mm -hmm. have an oopsie. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you are affected by this bill, um, uh, and want to talk about it, you know, of course, you can holler at us at the usual spots, uh, yougayaunties at gmail.com or on Instagram at yougayaunties. Um, just curious to see, you know, from our young queer people out there, you know, how they're feeling about this bill because it does affect us too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, damn, man. 
I, I can't even imagine um, having that sort of pressure on me as a young person, um, a young woman, um, and then finding yourself pregnant and in no way, shape or form being able, or rather having to think about your life completely differently, mm -hmm. all your hopes and dreams, or rather just thinking, not say your hopes and dreams are squashed, but you have to think about things differently because now you're not only pregnant, but it's going to be damn hard to get an abortion yeah. when that was an easier option, you know, um, so you can continue on with life and not be punished for being a sexual being, mm -hmm. you know, anyway. Yeah. All right. Look at us going on the hour. We made it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I once again, <laughs> I love our hodgepodge days. I don't even know what to call this episode. Um, but um, yeah, so we went there and everywhere. Um, and yes, this is, you know, this is us. And we always going to come to you uh, no matter what. But it's always better when you holler at us uh, with questions. Um, because, yeah, because it's just dope that way. So, and we so really, we just wanna... really love and enjoy your questions. And you all have had some amazing questions. So amazing questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we like going in on that, on all your, you know, positions or situations you find yourself in. Uh, whether that is career-wise, relationship-wise, sex-wise, you name it. Um if you're queer and if you're you're needing of your auntie's advice, that we're here for, because um, we give it to you, you know, straight and skinny, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, oh yes, and of course, um, and and um, again, thank you for supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GayAunties. All right, we just. Uh, uh, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Even though I think your headphone is still for some reason picking it up. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why that's my thought. Anyway, we'll find out. Um, but uh but yeah, so we just got read a new microphone, so we're trying that out. Mainly to get your headphones though too. Headphones headphones without a bike, they might be competing with each other. Yeah. Anyway, you know us. The 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 technical Logistics are always an ongoing process with us, but we are getting better, and I hope you think so too. And if you do think so, or you have you want to get speakers up, you can always go on iTunes. That really helps um, with our rating, just rating us in general, is giving us five stars and telling us why you give us five stars. And if you don't want to give us five stars, you can shut the fuck up, but don't give us nothing. How about you just don't go on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep your opinions to yourself. You know? <laughs> to check the post on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to them coming to join you, honey. <laughs> I'm just saying, why would you waste your time and energy, yeah. you know what I'm saying, critiquing a podcast? Anyway, all right, so we out of here, y'all. We out of here. We out of here. I'm Honey for Walida. And I'm Red Summer. And we are your gay artists. Later. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Jeez, my ways are.